Welcome to Gonzaga Nation, SI on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. I'm your host, Dan Dickow, with a quick Thursday episode where we chat about what is upcoming in the NBA draft decision process for a couple Gonzaga Bulldogs. Uh, We've talked extensively about the four of them that are in the NBA draft. Two of them are in for certain, that being Chet Holmgren. Uh, someone who I've said is a probable top three pick, regardless, since the season started. Andrew Nemhart, uh, who just played fantastically at the NBA pre-draft combine, as well as the two others who are still making decisions, Julian Strother and Drew Timmy. So quickly to recap with uh, Chet Holmgren, it's looking like, as I read more and more articles and kind of listen to uh, different analysts out there, it's looking like the Magic are actually zeroing in on Jabari Smith. Now, sometimes that can be a smokescreen because teams don't want to give their full thought process. It's it's a little different than when you have a clear-cut number one, such as a Shaquille O'Neal years ago when the Magic had that draft uh, choice back in 92. Um, You know, there's occasionally there's that one guy who's absolutely a standout for the number one pick. And regardless of who has that number one pick, they're going to take that guy. Um, And that's where I think the the Jabari Smith, Paolo Bancaro, Chet Holmgren is they're so close in in potential. They're so close in, in what they can provide a franchise that it really depends on what that franchise is truly looking for. But the latest that I've seen is that Jabari Smith is probable to go number one. Chet Holmgren will go number two to Oklahoma City. And number three would be Paulo Banchero. But there's a good four weeks left in the pre-draft process. I'm sure uh, all three players will visit Orlando. I'm sure they'll all visit Oklahoma City. I'm sure they'll all visit Houston. So we'll see how that plays out. But Andrew Nemhart, the big winner at the NBA pre-draft combine this past week where he played extremely well. Uh, I had said that I thought he was definitely going to get drafted in, in the second round, probably middle of the second round. Well, it looks as though you're starting to hear some rumblings. He could be strongly considered as high as 20 in the first round. That would be awesome to see when you look at it. The only other point guard that I think really stacks up with him in this draft uh, would be Ty Ty Washington from Kentucky. And, and I think that's more, Ty Ty Washington is more of a combo guard. He looks to score more than Nemhart. I think when you look at just, and he's younger. So that's what's going to be in a lot of front offices, the determining factor. Um, but I think when you look at just point guard intangibles, Andrew Nemhart can, is starting to stand out as, as probably the best point guard prospect in this draft. Um, you know, the other one that really kind of intrigues me is Kennedy Chandler from Tennessee. An unbelievable athlete. He's a young. He was only a freshman. Um, and I think somebody's probably going to take a flyer on him early just because of the youth and, and the athleticism that he provides. But plus, he's a good player that if you kind of work on some different things, uh, you, you might kind of have a diamond in the rough. But Nemhart uh, has definitely shot up draft boards over the last week or so. Uh, But the two Gonzaga players that have a decision to make, and they have a decision to make by July, excuse me, June 1st, midnight Eastern on June 1st. So that would be nine o'clock Pacific, June 1st. We will know if they are staying in the draft or they are going to go back to school. Now, neither one of those players 
as you can imagine, has put their name in the transfer portal. So that will be the day that Gonzaga fans need to circle in regards to is Drew Timmy and Julian Strother coming back. So uh, you've got about six, seven days now. What, what is today? May 26th. So you've got five and a half days or so um, to kind of hold your breath as a Gonzaga fan. Uh, to be honest with you, I keep going back and forth. Are they coming back? Or are they not? I think Strother will come back. Although him not playing in the games at the combine makes you think that uh, he's got a number of pre-draft workouts in this short stretch coming up uh, or pro day type workouts in front of a number of uh, scouts coming up that leads you to think there he might be close to having a commitment from a team to draft him. Now the question becomes is if that's a second round pick, do you go with that? Uh, or as opposed to now, if he gets a first round commitment, somebody tells him we're going to pick you. I, I think that's a foregone conclusion. He's gone, but you know, there's a big difference between a second and a first round pick with guaranteed money, how you're viewed in the organization and their future plans. Um, and I think there's a lot to be said for if he comes back, the responsibility of being a focal point uh, every night for Gonzaga. Um, and that's something that I think NBA teams uh, value quite a bit, uh, especially when you look at the older guys that uh, would be in the draft next year. He would be considered an older guy being a junior next year. So uh, decisions to be made by him. Drew Timmy, we've talked about him at length. Uh, he had a great performance with the two games in Chicago. Um, it just comes down to, quite honestly, is there one team that truly feels he can be a, a game changer off the bench as a, as a low post scorer, uh, you know, that – uh, is a mismatch problem uh, for another big uh, on the opposing team that they're going to match up with and face. And, and that's the question. Uh, I don't think you're going to get around the, the constant questions about him defensively guarding. That's just going to happen with any five uh, right now in the NBA game as they transition. Um, you know, I think he answered some, not all the questions about his range and, and ability to knock down shots from the outside, but that's never going to be his strength. He just has to be selective with it when he does it and be able to knock it down somewhat consistently when he takes it. Um, Cause those are always going to be open shots. They're never going to be forced. They're never going to be contested. Uh, and I think that's one of the, the things that he definitely showed in, in Chicago is that he could do that. A uh, couple other things to keep an eye out or just to be aware of with the WCC in regards to the NBA draft deadline is Jalen Williams uh, has absolutely skyrocketed in a lot of people's projections at the NBA level. He has had a tremendous spring uh, working out for NBA teams. He had a great performance at the NBA draft combine. Uh, you're hearing rumblings that he could be a first round pick. Um, so that's another name in the WCC that we got to keep an eye on if he keeps his name in the draft or he withdraws his name and goes back to Santa Clara. If he goes back to Santa Clara, uh, I mean, you're talking about a WCC league that is stacked and loaded uh, next year. We've already talked at length about Gonzaga. You guys know that um, USD has bolstered their roster with Steve Lavin. I mean, Jaden Dallaire from Stanford a season ago, all, all pack 12 type player. Um, he was in the pre-draft process he withdrew his name. He's now at Stan at USD. So that's going to be a huge addition. Uh, Khalil Shabazz at USF. He uh, was in the draft process more so, I think, just to gain experience. But he has announced he's going back to USF. So that's huge. 
they've also gotten two big time commitments out of the transfer portal. Uh, Marcus Williams, who two years ago was the freshman of the year at Wyoming before he went to Texas A&M, where it really wasn't a good fit for him, level and league. Um, he, I think he's got a chance to be a really good player at USF. And then Tyrell Roberts, who was at Washington State this past year, is a undersized scorer shooter. But, I mean, there's some firepower in the backcourt for USF. You add those additions to those teams. You add what St. Mary's is returning with uh, Logan Johnson coming back to school. You add uh, the youth of Pepperdine having some, some more time to gel. You add the, the experience of University of Portland where those young guys have another year under their belt. Um, you just look at so many different things uh, moving in a positive direction for WCC programs that you got to be excited for the league. But I think the biggest and most interesting storyline to track and to follow over this next five and a half days outside of the Gonzaga players is Jalen Williams with Santa Clara. If he comes back, because if Santa Clara did not have COVID pauses and injuries this past season, they very well could have been a fourth team in the WCC in the NCAA tournament. I know a lot of times we focused this past year on BYU and their net rankings um, and where they stood with Ken Palm and, and those different quad one, quad two wins and, and losses. But Santa Clara, had they stayed healthy, they may have overtaken BYU truly, and they could have been a fourth team from the WCC in the tournament. So keeping an eye on Jalen Williams, does he stay in the draft or does he decide to withdraw and with that go back to Santa Clara? Because that would be an enormous boost for the WCC. So for Gonzaga Nation SI on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network, thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, review, whether it's YouTube or Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Take care. Have a great day. Go Zags.